0: Jared, we'd like to thank you for being with us here at the Launchpad today. We know you're super busy, so we'll get kind of straight to it. Um, You're obviously a very successful entrepreneur and adventurer, and I've had the ball thrown your way many times. Can you tell us a bit about uh, some of the adventures you've had previously, but this new big adventure you're embarking on today? Yeah, well, first, uh, thanks for having me on. Uh, Obviously, I love talking
1: about Inspiration4 and everything we hope to accomplish with this really awesome mission. Uh, in terms of some of uh, past adventures, I- I've been a, you know, a space geek, aviation enthusiast for as long as I can remember, um, you know, really since I was five years old, I remember uh, looking at the space shuttle in awe. Uh, I started flying in 2004. Uh, I've done a number of, like really been lucky to fly a number of really incredible aircraft. I did a couple world record flights to also benefit a really nice charity in 2008 and nine. Uh, you know, wound up flying on the airshow circuit for a couple of years, uh, which was really incredible. You know, 18 inches apart from another airplane, uh, doing loops and rolls, which was fun. And that also was to benefit a great charity. Um, when not the non flying adventures, which even involved a little bit of flying, was, uh, went to Antarctica last year for a really cool mountain climb expedition. We landed on the ice runway at Union Glacier, so that was cool. And now we're just uh, getting warmed up for uh, the next great um, aerial adventure. It's going to be a little bit out of this world, which is inspiration for. And it's the first all-civilian mission to space, and it'll launch later this year.
0: It's incredible. I didn't think it'd be something we'd see uh, coming into 2021, but uh, it is, and I think it's a a big beacon of hope to many people um, for it. So, what inspired you to come up with this idea? How did you get SpaceX on board? What's it like working with Elon? I know he's Always game for big adventures, so what's that like?
1: well I've been uh, I've been knocking on their door for a really long time. Um, geez, maybe you know 12, 13 years. I mean, you know, like a lot of you, I've been you know watching at a distance and Elon and the SpaceX team are doing the whole commercial uh, space in whole. Um, just gotta admire you know their foresight 20 years ago to set us uh, set this world on this journey. Uh, they've achieved so much, self-landing rockets. I mean, I totally, you know, believe they've inspired, um, you know, the entire world, reinvigorate the world's interest in space exploration. But uh, anyway, as part of my um, my persistence and knocking on the door, I've always kind of signaled my my interest and willingness to want to go on this type of an adventure. And um, they've obviously had a lot of other, you know, important things to do along the way. But very recently, and actually, we're talking just a handful of months ago. Uh, the opportunity presented itself, and I just I jumped on it. And um, you know what I didn't know is that it would be the first, and and in any first, um, you know that has this kind of significance. You just have to be really thoughtful um, about what your the mission is going to represent. Uh, so in this case, we're we're trying to you know put a lot of thought into who the crew members will be. Uh, and the message they will send to the world and, and how they will uh, deliver inspiration both in space and here on Earth. And then obviously the organization that stands to benefit, which um, we've, we've selected, St. Jude Children's Research Hospitals, you know, and it's, well, it's gonna be the, the biggest fundraising, uh, you know, endeavor in their entire history, which is pretty awesome.
0: So good. It couldn't be going to a better organization, uh, and a better way of bringing kind of the two things together of Earth and space. Uh, to help both uh, proceed into the future. Um, before we dive a bit deeper into the mission, how do people get involved? Just run us through how they can secure or have the chance to secure their seat in the generosity or the prosperity seat. Yeah, so, um,
1: and and thanks for bringing it up. I, I happen to think the crew selection process is one of the coolest parts of this whole mission and that we are making it available to everyday people. Uh, the four crew members, as you know, there's you know only four people that can fit in the Dragon spacecraft, will represent um, mission pillars of leadership, hope, uh, generosity, and um, prosperity. And, you know, I'll be occupying the leadership position, and um, we have another crew member that we've selected, although we're keeping keeping her name a secret for now. Uh, she's a uh, frontline healthcare worker at, that works at St. Jude, actually a childhood cancer survivor herself, was treated at St. Jude, and she will occupy, uh, you know, the, the seat... Uh, Reserved for hope, uh, but there are two other uh, crew member seats that are available. Really, you know, to the public, uh, and the way you get involved is you go to the Inspiration4.com mission website, and you can make a donation. You make a donation to a really uh, incredible cause, which is St. Jude Children's Research Hospital, and at the end of the month, through a random, you know, selection process, we're going to pick um, a seat member that will represent the mission pillar and spirit of generosity. And then the last crew member seat um, is being reserved for for an entrepreneur and the way you get involved is the same uh, as the uh, generosity seat which is you go to the inspiration for mission website inspiration uh, and you follow the link to uh, the shift Four shop e-commerce platform and you make a web page and then you tell uh, record a video and you share it on social media and you tell the world about your business idea and and why it should be elevated to the stars and how you're gonna make a difference. And then through an independently judged competition, we will select the fourth and final crew member who will represent the mission pillar of prosperity. And that will be inspiration for it.
0: Such a different process than what we saw with shuttle and even Crew Dragon currently. Um, but amazing that it's, you know, going to the stars and going to orbit now isn't an idea that's generations away. It's hopefully this year, as everything's going to plan. Um, How do you feel about being one of the four that's going to take that next step of making space accessible for civilians? Um, Do you see yourself as a trailblazer of civilian flight to that next level of space, like we've seen different generations with Powered Flight, Transatlantic?
1: Oh, I'm, I'm just really, uh, you know, lucky to be here. Um, you know, the, the pioneers are, you know, everyone around here at SpaceX and NASA who, you know, made all this possible. How about the, the generation of astronauts and the team uh, that supported them before? You know, we're, we're truly, you know, standing on the shoulders of giants. Um, But in in terms of my role with this mission uh, as mission commander, I I just think it's an immense responsibility because I do believe that we are all going to live in a world someday where, you know, everybody, you know, can journey among the stars. There will be a lunar and Martian base and, you know, there will be a family bouncing around on the lunar surface one day and their kids will be in little mini spacesuits and such. But um. You know, in order for that to happen, we gotta we gotta solve some of the the challenges that exist here on Earth too, and, and that's where St. Jude comes into play. But we also have to execute flawlessly on our mission coming up later this year, because um, if something you know doesn't go as planned, in that all it's going to do is slip the timeline for everyone else to the right, and we don't we don't want that to happen. And I think that's a pretty important responsibility.
0: Uh, you you kind of touched on it, but there's there's various opinions of why are we spending so much going to space, trying to get into orbit, the moon and Mars, and then others that see, you know, we got to go there because by going there, we're also going to be advancing here. Um, Did you do it intentionally bringing these two varying opinions together to try to help both go forward? And what would you say to those people that are saying, you know, we should be focusing here uh, first? Yeah, uh,
1: so it was very intentional Um, and, and it's not unique to the Inspiration4 mission, whether it was the world record flights I did in the past or the air shows, I mean, You know you want to inspire individuals as to what's possible you want to advance uh society and humankind um because that will make the world a better place but there is also an obligation to deal with some of the problems that impact the earth today uh and i can't think of a more important one that we need to solve than uh, childhood cancer and and that's where saint jude comes into play but look we can we can look uh throughout all of history right and um you know there's been hardship and suffering in the world from the beginning of time um, and, you know, that didn't stop progress. I mean, geez, you know, I think of like the Manhattan Project. I mean, one of the, you know, biggest, if not, you know, the biggest defense expenditures, um, you know, during World War II. And look at what's come from that. I mean, all of, you know, modern nuclear medicine can trace its roots to that program. Think about all the lives that have been saved, whether it's from the treatment itself or from diagnostic capabilities that came from that project. So, you know, a lot of good can come from these type of things uh, as we
0: progress forward. Uh, it's it's great having that perspective of looking back and, you know, really knowing that history. We just had the anniversaries of Challenger and Columbia, and I think it was really special seeing, you know, spaces come so much back into the forefront of people's minds that you saw a lot more people recognizing those dates and celebrating the history that they set for us to be able to keep going forward. You, you kind of talked about it a bit, but you've worked with so many organizations over the years. Why St. Jude? Have you been involved with them before? Um, why them for this special mission?
1: Yeah, and even just to add on Apollo One, also, which um, yes. you know it's uh, this is definitely not um, you know the best time period in terms of some of the you know some of the sacrifices that have happened along with the space program. But um, again, we're, we are standing on the shoulders of giants; um, they have propelled us forward. And uh, in terms of Saint Jude uh, Children's Research Hospital, so my company uh, Shift4Payments. Uh, we've had a relationship with St. Jude for, you know, nearly two decades now. Um, Why I think uh, they're important to me, because I know how lucky I've been in life. And I know that the ball has bounced my way many times. And um, there are a lot of families out there uh, and their children that are enduring, um, you know, heartbreaking uh, hardships right now. It's super sad. And a lot of them won't have uh, the opportunity to grow up and experience anything like uh, that I have in life. And and that's, uh, it's terrible. It's a tra- it's, it's a total tragedy, right? Uh, so we've got to do something about it, and uh, and that's why I've prioritized uh, Saint Jude Children's Research Hospital over the, the last two decades, and that's why it's going to be the um, the complete beneficiary for all the charitable um, you know rate, uh, efforts that we're going to do as part of uh, Inspiration for. It.
0: Yeah, it's been amazing hearing from them since the announcement of just them knowing, you know, we, the goal is 200000000 million. You've signed the first check yourself for the $100 million on top of covering this mission. Uh, and just hearing them with the optimism of they are not going to have to say no to anyone. They're right. going to be able to cover everything they need is uh, so important. And I, I think reflecting back on 2020 and 21, 2021, um, really not being years any of us would have planned uh, to have in our life. Uh, on a bit more of a personal note, how has COVID affected you? How have you been getting through it? Have you been touched directly by the pandemic in any way?
1: So, um, this has been a really unimaginable year, um, and uh, I mean, my company, which I, I started when I was sixteen years old, that uh, we're a payment processing organization for about thirty-three percent of the hotels and restaurants in the United States. Um, so, you know, talk about an industry that's been, you know, just decimated. Um, by the COVID pandemic. Uh, so that's um, that's been really hard on a lot of our customers and, you know, our customers are our friends, their relationships. There's a lot of people in our organization that work and support them. Uh, so, you know, we've tried to do a lot to help out those industries. We launched Shift 4 Cares, um, you know, right after really, right, right at when lockdowns first happened um, in mid-March. Um, And we've tried to help as much as we can with these industries um, using new technology, whether it's QR codes or contactless payments, online ordering, um, you know, to help them persevere until, you know, the storm passes. And and I think fortunately we are, you know, getting close to that point. Uh, We just need to get a lot more shots in the arms. and of course, I think we all know uh, people who've, you know, been in, impacted by the uh, by the disease themselves, the virus. Um, we know people who've who've passed uh, because of it as well. Um, it's pretty tragic. Um, you know, it, it really is.
0: What got you first interested in space? Were you that kid dreaming of seeing our beautiful planet from orbit or on the moon, or was it later in life that you kind of discovered space? No, right from the beginning.
1: Right from the beginning. I mean I five years old, uh elementary school, uh looking at um, you know, picture books of the space shuttle. I mean, I watched uh that eighties movie space camp when I was a kid. Um, you know, I wound up going to aviation challenge actually later on as a kid, which was like the the fighter pilot version of space camp. Um, but yeah, I've always been a space enthusiast, really. And um, you know, I uh I had hoped and dreamed that at some point I would get the opportunity to go up. Never could have imagined, um, you know, to represent the first civilian mission to space. But uh, it's it's a super privilege. I'm really excited.
0: Space Camp, probably one of the best movies, just to get kids hyped about space, or even adults. Still yeah. a good movie. Absolutely. Um, Elon has said that you know we haven't perfected space travel yet, though they are close to zero um, for just the safety of having issues. Um, how do you assess the risk of launching into space? Do you have any concerns with SpaceX's uh, track record? We've we've seen Starship, uh, a new vehicle, obviously being tested, uh, but the Crew Dragon seems uh, pretty proven.
1: Yeah, that's right. I mean, I, I think it's very important for those that aren't, you know, super familiar with what they're doing at SpaceX and the various programs. Please don't confuse Starship, which is you know in its developmental stage as a as a space launch system, to um, Falcon 9 and Dragon, which are very much proven, uh, immense confidence in the technology and what they've pioneered here. I mean, you know, they're landing rockets on ships. They're doing what people said weren't possible. We've all seen the videos. You know, this this isn't a dream. This is reality now. Not to mention, they don't self-certify their rockets for flight. NASA certified and human rated uh, the Falcon 9 and Dragon launch vehicle system. So, um. That's 60 years of lessons learned and experiences that NASA brought, um, you know, to um, the certification process of this vehicle. So really, really confident. Obviously, also been, you know, briefed on the entire training uh, plan for myself and the rest of the crew members throughout the rest of this year. I, I know we're going to be totally prepared. And then honestly, you know, you just you do, you know, a comparison to some of the other you know, aviation activities that I've had in life, even just being in Antarctica uh, last year um, on Mount Vincent. I mean, if I got appendicitis there, I think that's a far bigger problem uh, getting to a place that can help than um, than being up in orbit on Dragon. Or, I mean, when I flew air shows, we we flew, you know, seven ship um, jet formation, you know, 18 inches of wing overlap, you know, 10 feet off the ground. The, the risk profile of that was on an order of magnitude greater than riding Dragon uh, up in orbit
0: which is amazing that it is, that we're at that point with uh, science and space travel. Um, As you said, you've got, you know, thousands of hours under your wings as a pilot. Um, What's training like for you? What's it gonna be like for the three civilians that have never touched anything space travel?
1: Right. Well, there's a lot of it that we're doing together. Uh, so there's going to be just tons of simulator time, um, normal procedures, abnormal procedures, actually very, you know, almost aviation standard in that regard. Right. you got to get comfortable for everything that as it's supposed to be. Uh, and then you, you plan for all the things that, that that shouldn't happen. So that's a big part of the training. We'll do that as a team. There's going to be some water survival training that we're going to go through. Um, all sorts of emergency procedures, pad, um, you know, safety training. There's some, you know, pretty interesting zip lines. I think we can get some exposure to down at uh, Kennedy Space Center. A um, lot of academics in systems training for sure on orbital mechanics. Um, you know, we have to uh, understand what's going on around us um, as we're operating in space. Um, and then, you know, some of the training that, that'll be a little bit more specific to the role for me is is obviously, uh, you know, the operation of Dragon. Um, everything goes well, it's no different than, you know, a 747 flight here, uh, you know, in the US, you know, the vast majority of the trip is, is essentially autopilot, right. Um, but, you know, my 6,000, you know, jet flight hours, um, most of the training came down to about six hours of it. And those are the things you don't expect um, that you need to be well prepared for.
0: And, uh, and that's gonna be a big part of, um, you know, at least uh, my training as, uh, as we go ahead. We know that the crew berrigan capsule is pretty much fully automated, um, but with your background, do you wanna take control of it? Do you plan on uh, being the first civilian to fly a spacecraft uh, and just tick another box on the bucket list?
1: I, I think with my um, with my background, um, you know, any pilot would say that operating, um, you know, the Dragon spacecraft, um, you know, could be the pinnacle of their aviation career. I, I'm, I'm no different in that regard. Uh, I'll certainly be trained on how to um, manually operate, um, you know, the, the spacecraft. I've already actually had a chance to um, play around a little bit in the, in the simulator with it. Um, if everything goes right and there's no need to have manual control, um, then, uh, no reason to, uh, no reason to mess with what's working. No need to introduce any unnecessary risk into the mission profile. But, uh, if circumstances come up where, um, you know, the, the safe thing to do is to have, um, is to take control of the spacecraft, then it, it, I'll, I'll certainly have the, the right training to do it.
0: Well, uh, a couple questions from some of our followers for it. Um, do you know if you're going to be in a new or previously flown? Dragon capsule? Do you have name ideas, or is that something you're waiting for the crew to decide, or is it kind of going to be just like the mission where we open it up to the world uh, to be part of the naming?
1: Well, um, we are aware uh, of which uh, which dragon we will be uh, we will be leaving this Earth on, and uh, and right now it has a name. It's got a proud name, uh, and it deserves to keep that name in- until she comes back uh, and brings her crew back to Earth. Um, but uh, at some point. At some point in the future, uh, I'm sure that um, I'm sure that she'll proudly wear her new name, and uh, and we'll we'll cross that bridge at the time.
0: Amazing. Um, focusing back a bit on the mission and how people can be involved, what would you say to people considering uh, getting involved with this, or those that are a little bit hesitant in it? Um, what would you just tell people and encourage them with? Well,
1: look, you you, you don't have to go to Inspiration Four's website and. Um, and uh and make a donation um uh and want to go to space you, you can also just make a donation to support what is a really important cause i mean i think that's what the best part about inspiration Four is uh why we named it inspiration Four is we're trying to inspire you know the world as to infinite number of possibilities what we can do up in space for sure but also what we can accomplish down here on earth i mean you, you look at the crew members uh the, the crew member who op- uh, occupy the seat of hope Um, you know, uh, she's a great individual and I hope she inspires a lot of people as to some of life's, um, most unfortunate, um, you know, situations like childhood cancer and that you can beat it and that you can go on and, uh, and you can make a difference in other people's lives as a healthcare worker, right? That's, um, that's a way, you know, that, that's, that's an inspiring message that I think people can, can certainly relate to, but you're also going to have an everyday person you know, who just makes a donation and again, 30 days from now will get fitted in a spacesuit. And then you have somebody else who maybe was on the, the fence about whether or not they wanted to start a business um, and Inspiration4 gave them that, that last bit of courage to go on and, and create a, a website and tell the world about it and they could wind up uh, going to space. But I, I suspect there's gonna be a pretty big audience that's gonna pay attention to the four crew members uh, of inspiration for, and and hopefully they're inspired to do all sorts of interesting things in life and it just doesn't have to always be out in space.
0: With the uh, expertise that you're going to have on board from all the different experiences, um, are you you planning to do some sort of like educational sessions? We know you're probably going to be up for about four, maybe five days. Um, What are we kind of expecting for what we can see during those days in orbit? Obviously still early in the planning, but.
1: Yeah, it is early. We we are going to release the full mission details, um, you know, in the weeks ahead. We are we we are doing our our design review, initial um, mission kickoffs. We've actually had a few meetings already on that, but there's there's more to work out, and then we'll share that with the world. But we are going to stay busy up there. Uh, we've already reached out not just to St. Jude, but a number of um, you know uh, healthcare uh, organizations, some educational institutions, and basically said, give us your ideas on payload and experiments because um, it's a it's a long wait list, and it's very costly to get um, any weight in orbit. Um, and uh, you know, kind of in furtherance of our mission objectives and and um, and inspiration for it to try and you know do as much good on Earth, um, we want to take up uh, various experiments and payload to help um you know to help a lot of worthwhile causes out. So there's a pretty long list. We're going through it now, and we will share details um, in the near future.
0: So Inspiration4 is really paving the way and taking those next steps in commercializing and opening space for all of us, but also keeping that reminder that we need to take care of our home and our friends and family as well. Um, as we wrap up, either with space or just in life and business, um, what wisdom or encouragement would you just give everyone You know, as we navigate this time of the pandemic uh, and looking forward for a hopeful future? Well, sure, well, how about, um, and and
1: forgive me for bringing it back to space, but I'd say if you look at history, some of these, you know, interesting first steps, um, it's amazing what follows and how quickly it can follow. So, you know, if you go back to, you know, Orville and Wilbur Wright at Kitty Hawk, um, you know, by aviation standards, that first powered flight was uh, not very interesting, right? Uh, Not not the most impressive. Um, But, you know, 20 years later, you have uh, the first um, airplane ambulances that are helping save lives or, you know, you go to uh, Charles Lindbergh's solo flight across the Atlantic, right? One, one individual, you know, gets to fly across the Atlantic Ocean. But 12 years later, Pan Am established uh, the first transatlantic commercial uh, service. So, you know, inspiration for might be for to start. Um, but there's an awful lot that's going to follow. And, and I suspect people won't have to wait very long. I, I do think we're going to live in that really, you know, interesting world uh, where where people are hopping into their rocket ships like the Jetson someday. And, and, and we owe a lot of it to to the foresight of Elon and the and the team at SpaceX for making it possible.
0: So space was a big goal in life. I know we've still got a ways to go for it. But what's next once you check that box of going to space? Is the moon next for you or just focus on the mission for now? Yeah, you got it. We got, we got to focus on executing on this mission first, right? Um, we're taking everything in
1: milestones. Right now, we've, we've got a crew selection process we need to get through in the month of February. We've got this fundraising record. We got a shatter uh, and then we get to training and and then we're gonna launch
0: the space and we're gonna come safely back. And, uh, and then we'll think about what comes next. Absolutely. Um, well, Jared, thank you so much for your time. It's truly been uh, a privilege getting to connect with you. Uh, I wish you and your crew when they're selected every success in this mission and uh, we'd love to invite you and them back uh, maybe prior to the launch and get some some insights from them as you know, Inspiration4 really starts to get its everything together to get ready for liftoff later this year. Uh, thank you so much.
1: Oh, absolutely. We're looking forward to it. Yeah, please extend that invite. We'd love to come back and talk more about Inspiration4.
0: Thank you, Jared. Thanks. Take care. Twinkle, twinkle, little star.
1: This fall, Inspiration 4 launches as the first all civilian mission to space, and you could be on board. Up above the world show. Visit inspiration4.com for
0: your chance.